Welcome to Bridging the Gap. Good to have you with us. Uh, you've got your usual hosts, Dave Lawler and Matt Bounds. So uh, I suppose I'm the host. I'm asking the questions today. And I'm going to be quizzing Dave uh, about his sermon from Sunday last. So I've just come back from a week in sunny Pendine in West Wales. You're looking very tanned. Thank very you. nice. Thank you. Uh, did my best. Um, and <laughs> feel felt very, you'll, you'll see where I've where I'm going with this now. So very content. Oh, doing nice. My, my week away in Pendine, <laughs> sitting on the deck, looking out at the sea. And yeah, genuinely had a real sense of contentment there. So you were preaching on contentment on Sunday, Dave. I haven't managed to uh, listen to the recording because unfortunately it didn't happen this no time. No recording. I'm not taking that personally. <laughs> Techie, <laughs> Techie boys. <laughs> so I'm basing all this on a sort of a precy that you've given me of, of where you went and what you covered. So Apparently, it was the best I've ever preached to ever, <laughs> I'll be asking around, see if that's actually the case. <laughs> but why contentment? Now, I know this is a bit cruel because we we kind of came up with these topics between us, you and I. But I, I seem to recall this is one you suggested. So why contentment? Surely there are other more pressing topics for us to look at as a church. So why did you settle on this as a, a topic to preach on, Dave? Yeah, I think whenever you do a topical series inevitably you always get asked these questions like why this topic and not this topic um because there are so many good things to look at especially when we only are we doing six seven seven uh, topical uh you put me on the spot whatever it's, seven i'm gonna go yeah, with, yeah whatever it's turned out to be um there's lots of options isn't there i think it's just the reason why i felt particularly um i felt it was important to look at contentment is because um you know in so many ways it is the root of all of our sin uh mm. you know we sin because we look to things other than god to satisfy our desires and and needs yeah. so you know whenever we look back on the past year i think many of us realized you know just how much comfort and pleasure we took in things that weren't of the lord mm. which i know immediately sounds really harsh and nasty um, but I, I mean that many of the distractions and other things we use to ocu occupy our time were remo removed, yeah. which then whenever those things were gone, we were left reeling because we realized how much of who we, who we are really mm. was in those things. Um, and I suppose like reflecting myself, I recognize how discontent I was in, me in many ways. Um, there's a book that I would like to read while I was looking for books to read than this there's one by a puritan jeremiah burroughs i think it's yeah, called yeah. called the rare jewel of christian contentment which mm. the title says it all there it is it's very it, it's not in a lot of people it's not in a lot of christians and that sort of idea of it being a jewel it's a mm. it's a pressure whenever you meet someone who's truly content it is a very special thing um, here, here's a wee quote from it that I thought was helpful just to sum up what contentment is uh, here lies the bottom and root of all contentment when there is an evenness and proportion between our hearts and our circumstances <laughs> which was sort of one of my points in the sermon that Paul's contentment did not lie in his circumstances yeah yeah oh, that's a great quote isn't it incidentally um, for the listeners a lot of these Puritan sort of you can get the Puritan paperbacks from banner and stuff but you can often get them cheap or Online. free on kindle yeah uh, which and yeah brilliant stuff um that's a great quote yeah. so yeah that's a great intro but dave is it possible for us you know this side of glory hmm. to be fully and totally content in our lives so i'm pushing back a bit and being um maybe i don't know maybe literally devil's advocate here but is yeah. it possible to be content 
I mean, I suppose if you talk to anyone older than than you, they would probably give a good answer because you could ask them if they're content. Mm. Um, I think you know the Bible talks about being life being a a long distance run, a marathon, and not a sprint. So I think I sort of tried to dig into this in my second point that Paul learnt or was continuing to learn contentment in every situation. So as Paul faced every situation or circumstance, he was learning that he can truly face every situation through and with Jesus who gives him strength. Mm. Um which in some ways I mentioned church family earlier there, but like you can see people at different stages of the journey or learning what it looks like to be content in those uh situations. Mm. I th- I think as well at the same time I didn't bother bringing this up because we're just muddy the waters in many ways. Like we're also <laughs> classic both and um we're supposed to have a holy discontentment about some yeah. things as well. So we're just supposed to be totally content in Christ in terms of what what he has provided for us, but we're supposed yeah. to be discontent with um you know lost people in our lives in our community the spirits work in our own life um battling indwelling sin we're supposed to have a holy discontentment to those things because um they affect our contentment in jesus yeah does that does that make sense yeah yeah i think it does so and so the main our main focus here is being content with jesus and in jesus isn't it and i yeah. guess so if, I, if I'm hearing you right, you know, we, we won't be perfectly content in Christ, this side of glory, because we're sinners, but we can grow in that contentment in him, can't we? And, yeah. And we, yeah, we need to. Uh, I think that's really important. Yeah. So you made a point on Sunday, apparently, <laughs> uh, about uh, how often we find contentment in other things in life. And you've already mentioned that, not in God. So how, here's a how question, how do we both enjoy good gifts and find true contentment in God. So how do we enjoy the things God has given us and find true contentment in God and not let the gifts kind of take over? Um, I think we enjoy good gifts by recognizing what they are, that they're gifts. You know, for example, silly example, I have a watch that Amy got me. And if I spent all of my time, you know, admiring my watch, (laughs) showing it off to people and generally treasuring it, more than I treasured her. One, that would be pretty weird because it's bad, a watch. Bad idea. Um, yeah, bad idea. But I think if people ask, you know, if people notice that, I can't believe I'm talking about this watch. If people, <laughs> you know, ask me about the watch, I may be able to talk about how useful or helpful it is for, you know, tracking my exercise habits. But I want to talk about the person who gave me the gift. Like, like I'd want to talk mm. about how kind and thoughtful it was, but maybe perhaps as well, how well she must know me to get this specific watch. I think you can apply some of those principles to lots of areas of our lives, particularly material things, I suppose. But, you know, we recognize a good gift and we think, oh, God must really know what's best for me that he gave me this gift, whatever it may be. Um, And I, I suppose ultimately, as you look around, it helps you remember that, you know, we don't lack any good gift from our father's hand, you know. Mm. And if he he didn't, if he didn't give it to us, we mustn't need need it. Yeah. Um, which, which in some ways is part of learning contentment to recognize that if God hasn't given it, it must be because I don't need it. Yeah, which is yeah, <laughs> which is hard whenever we really want the nice gazebo and you know backdoor <laughs> setup, etc. <laughs> yeah, 
So, so whatever the thing is, those gifts, constantly seeing them as reminding ourselves they're gifts from God's hand, and that's how we're content yeah. in them and in, in those things in the right way. Yeah, yeah. So, what other ways can we cultivate contentment in our day-to-day life? Then, all, all that being the case, so any any thoughts, any hints and tips, if you like, on how do we day-to-day? So starting today, tomorrow, cultivate and grow this contentment in day-to-day life. I think we might touch on it later. And and that is my closing point of application, the three Gs. But I suppose part of growing in contentment is growing in our trust of God and who he is. So, you know, as we reflect and read our Bibles and prayer, we remember how God has been faithful to the saints of old, to to you and to the people you know and sort of seeing in their lives and thanking him and learning that he can be trusted which mm. sounds very simple but i think that sort of has a profound effect like you cultivate contentment by learning to trust god more because mm. as we trust god more you know all the things that the bible tells us to do to forgive those who've sinned against us that's easy because we well that becomes easier because we trust god mm. to be the one who will judge whatever sin it might be it helps us give generously because we know that god's a good father who provides for us it means that we can you know be bold in sharing our faith because we can trust god that the worst that can happen to us hastens us home (laughs) which is a scary thought obviously um it means that you know we we have the courage to leave you know family and property for the sake of christ because we know that he's better he's all satisfied so i suppose in some ways which sounds quite (laughs) i suppose we're probably not buzzing to think oh i can cultivate contentment by you know (laughs) giving my money away but in some ways i i really wanted to make that point of generosity more strongly on sunday but that is a great way to show that you're content in christ that you don't need the same things the world has yeah uh, it's the definition of one of those things in Christian life that's counterintuitive, countercultural, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I it, I watched a wee video last week, and I mean, he, he's a flawed human being, but it was a video by John Piper where he talked about where his royalties from the books that he's written goes to. Mm. He doesn't get a penny. Yeah, he gives it. it. He yeah. gives it all away. And mm. watching the video, it, like it made me like laugh and appreciate because he was like, "It's more blessed to." to give yeah. that away than to, to receive it. And I'm like, man, yeah. you're mental. Like, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love that money. And he's like, I don't lack anything. And it means that we can bless Christian ministries. And like what he gives away is far more than what any oh, yeah. of us have. Yeah. Like he'd be, he'd be a very wealthy man, wouldn't he? If he took all those royalties, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mental, like yeah. amazing. I, I think we should probably not keep our book royalties, Dave. We should yeah. give them away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any other i'm interested to know any other passages you thought uh, about looking at on this particular topic so anywhere else you could have gone in scripture on this yeah um i i think i mentioned one during the the sermon actually um i i consider going to the last commandment which is like do not covet yeah. um the re- like the reason why i thought you know one of the reasons we struggle with contentment so much is because we do covet um mm. because we're so busy uh looking at things and desiring things other than god um however like the reason i didn't do that in the end was you know it's the last commandment ten commandments it's it's a lot of 
ground to try to cover and yeah. sure because yeah. you naturally then have to talk about commandments one and two before you get to, so it's just in 20 minutes it was mental and also i was 22 minutes on sunday which was probably because you were away and you weren't tapping your watch at me <laughs> was that both times or just the second time both times oh man slipping, slipping. yeah i know um i think i consider matthew 6 as, as well where jesus says not to worry about tomorrow because mm. in some ways you know a sign of a heart that isn't content is worry and anxiety in yeah. some ways because yeah. we don't know if we can trust god with mm. tomorrow we're not content with uh the troubles that today has um but i think this sunday as well with prayer and fasting we're going to be in the sermon of the mount as well and i felt like oh we could be turning to yeah. sermon of the mount series basically yeah. <laughs> um so that those are sort of passages there's i mean there's so many even the parable of the the man who builds bigger barns for his there's so many so many opportunities from the bible to think about what true contentment looks like yeah. And I guess if you look at the, the the Bible and the New Testament, there's you, huge chunks of the Bible are about contentment. I mean, if, if yeah. you if you don't limit yourself to just that word contentment, yeah, uh, and what, what joy in the Christian life means, what peace means, and it overlaps with so many areas of the Christian life, doesn't it? The Christian yeah. experience. And you could just look at any any time that there's sin and be yeah. like, what were they looking for contentment in, basically? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a definition of sin, isn't it? Adam and Eve were discontent with God and all he'd given them. And that's that's another way of, yeah, it's a massive theme, isn't it? The more you think about it. I said that on Sunday. Did you? Well, <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah. So uh, in what ways have you then, Dave, learned contentment in the past year, making it personal, putting you on the spot a bit? So, for example, during this last COVID year, we're so sick of saying that word now, aren't we? Yeah. More than a year now. So in what ways have you had to learn contentment and have learned contentment? I mean, seeing the obvious, like we're all still learning what contentment looks like in many ways. Um, probably not shocking, but like in the past year, I think I learned contentment in regards to our wedding. You know, mm. it was really hard to come to terms with the fact that we weren't able to have friends and family all there for the day. Uh, it wasn't going to be the day that we always imagined it would be. It was... And actually, that sort of, I think that element of trusting in God and mm. being content in, <laughs> at times, what he chose to, you know, each week you're sure like, oh, I just wish there's some news that gave us an idea of what the wedding will look yeah. like. And it ended up, we didn't really know what it would look like until a week before. And yet, God was enough in the in the torrid year that mm. we had had. Um, mm. So I suppose in some ways, we learned contentment because ultimately um if it had have just been you know five people at the wedding i think we would have been content mm. in christ or tr like trusted that if that had been the case we would have had the trust that that was god's timing yeah. um and i suppose you know in another sense it's weird because this is still my first year like <laughs> next month i'll have worked at the bridge yeah for a year but i think i learned contentment in that um god was very kind to us in terms of um like if if uh, i hadn't been working here amy and i would have been moving to a new city to mm. a new church to mm. a new everything um i've you know the fact that he was he could be trusted in all that he had provided i just i ended up you know doing one of my g's i was just very thankful 
mm. throughout the year because um, we are very blessed with what we've been given by the Lord. Seriously, not not even a year yet. Is it first week of July you've been here a year? Yeah. Seems like you've been here about five years now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a funny thing. I mean, in a good way. Whenever we like talk about, um, some people ask like, what's your church like? I'm like, it hasn't even been a year. Like, I don't really yeah, know yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Um, and like still, you know, some people I'm seeing for it feels like the first time at church on a Sunday mm. because it's been yeah yeah so much Zoom. So yeah, it's bizarre. surreal. Being surreal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, j- just to try and uh, wrap things up, Dave, you mentioned a bit earlier in this podcast you had three Gs, which yeah. obviously I haven't heard, uh, yeah. to describe what contentment looks like. Could you remind us uh, or tell me and remind listeners uh, what the three Gs were and maybe elaborate a little just to finish us off? Yeah, um, the third G was definitely the most tenuous probably, but I, I had gratitude, generosity, and gossip grace. <laughs> double um, G. Yeah, double G. Um I suppose well, I probably could add a fourth G, which was glory, in the sense mm. that like look forward to to heaven. Mm. Um and how that cultivates contentment because whatever we lack now, we will not lack mm. in the future. Yeah. Um so yeah, three G's. Gratitude. I think what I was trying to communicate there was whenever we realize all the good things God has given us, like whenever we actually stop and reflect and take scope we can't help but be thankful um like a thankful heart is a heart that's content in Mm. who god is and what he's provided yeah um and actually i i remember at my old church oh well when my old church is growing up there's a guy and anytime you talk to him he started which seems slightly robotic at the time but looking back on i think it was just who he was he would always start a conversation talk about I am thankful for, or sure. I'm thankful, or I'm grateful. And I was just like, that is such a unique yeah. response. Even whenever it was, you know, it was going through a really tough time, like, oh, I'm thankful for blah, 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 before you talk about the hardship. I was like, yeah, you're a unique character yeah. to, because at the time, maybe as he spoke to me, maybe he wasn't really that thankful. It was almost like a, mm. an exercise to help him think through. Makes you think, though, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, he's probably teaching himself gratitude and, mm. well, yeah in that moment um the next point was generosity which we sort of touched on um i mean a generous generous spirit is one that says that i have enough so i can give this away Mm. um which is really interesting to think about that's sort of more blessed to give than to receive it's Mm. such an upside because the world says you know we need more we need more we need more and then (laughs) <laughs> to go in the opposite end and be like i've got enough yeah give it away that's so countercultural in every way mm-hmm. um and the third g gossip grace was is i mean it's always dangerous whenever it sometimes feels like oh this is just a hobby horse of evangelism but i think if you're really thankful and mm-hmm. if you're really generous you want to help people make the connection mm-hmm. because you're content in christ yeah so if someone's you know if family, friends, neighbors, wherever see you being really thankful or generous with time, money, whatever, mm. you want to tell them it's because of Jesus, yeah. not just because you're a nice person. We, I mean, we always talk to people about the stuff we enjoy, don't we? We bore people about our holidays or our hobbies or whatever. And yeah. if we enjoy in Jesus and appreciating him, we, w- we will, we should be talking about him, shouldn't we? Yeah. Something about naturally flows, isn't it? Yeah. And I, like, I think that was a, 
a funny thing whenever I chatted to, you know, some rugby boys about the wedding and stuff and they're asking, you know, were you not really disappointed that it couldn't be this? And I was like, the Lord was very gracious and generous mm. in, in what he allowed us to do. And that I was thankful. So, I mean, and that's not even, that was literally a sentence that I said it in. It doesn't have to be much in yeah. some ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna that's gonna stick in my head the rest of the day. Gratitude, generosity, and and gospel grace. And uh, hmm. yeah, let's be praying that the Lord cultivates this contentment, gratitude, generosity in our hearts and lives, and in the lives of the church. Especially we were talking about earlier, weren't we? This is a it's a time for the church where, in some ways, there's so much light at the end of the tunnel. Things are improving, things are opening up, but it's also a time when it, I, I think it's difficult for us. It's difficult for people in the church being yeah. halfway with stuff and it's, it's a weird, frustrating time. So that we would continue to develop contentment as Christians and as a church, I think is a important prayer for us to pray in that. So yeah. uh, thanks for that, Dave. And nice. um, more from us next week on prayer and fasting, actually. Yeah. So great. that's going to be, yeah. Dave's doing that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after that, God willing, we're starting Philemon. So just a heads up for people to start reading that little book. Yeah. Towards the end of your New Testament, Philemon, as we're going to be spending uh, five weeks, I think it is, in that shortly. So thanks for joining us. See you soon. Bye.